Are you looking for a memorable getaway for your family that's packed with adventure? Look no further than Lake Erie. Powderhook, in partnership with the Great Lakes Fishery Commission, has all the resources you need to plan your adventure to the walleye capital of the world. The best part is, you don't have to be an experienced angler or own a boat to have a fantastic time on the water. While walleye are the main attraction, Lake Erie also offers excellent fishing for yellow perch, trout, steelhead, salmon, and bass. The options are endless, and there's so much to explore on Lake Erie. Knowledgeable and friendly fishing guides are eager to serve you. Whether you want to hire a charter, secure a seat on a headboat, fish from the shore, ice fish, or do a DIY trip on your own boat, all these options are at your disposal with a bit of planning and preparation. Find everything you need at powderhook.com. That's powderhook.com. We know what's biting and can help you enjoy a wonderful fishing experience on Lake Erie. ButcherBox makes it super easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty. And ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your front door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use code WP. Welcome to Gearbox Talk. Today we're diving into the world of hunting dogs. I've got Anthony Farrow on today's episodes, and we're going to go deep into the absolute best food, training devices, and GPS collars for your hunting dog. And we're going to close out this episode outlining every single item you need to have in your dog's first aid kit. And I was really impressed with this part of the show. Anthony did a tremendous job of outlining exactly what he uses in the field. Anthony is the founder and owner of the Fetching Feathers Kennel, and this dude's been handling dogs for 12 years. And he's an all-around good guy who I'm, gl- I'm now glad to call a friend. I really like Anthony and I enjoy everything about what he's doing right now. I think he's got a great passion and enthusiasm for training dogs. If you like how-to shows and gear talk, subscribe to Gearbox Talk. Go ahead and do it right now. YouTubers, hit that little bell and podcasters, you know what to do on your platform. On this show, we talk all things outdoors, hunting, fishing, hiking, camping, and whatever else you can think of to do in the outdoors. Well, almost everything you can think of to do in the outdoors. And we talk all things gear. All right, let's dive into today's episode of Gearbox Talk with Anthony Farrow. Welcome to Gearbox Talk, a show all about gear. You got 12 years of experience in training and working with dogs. You've been running your own kennel for for two years here. I I know you have a ton of knowledge on the subject because we've done a Restless Native podcast together. I can't wait to get your answers here today. Welcome aboard, man. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me. I've got uh, a few tricks in the trade, a couple 
couple secrets and some things I think that you guys might like. Yeah, for sure. We're going to hit diet today. We're going to talk training devices, GPS. We're going to talk about first aid. And at the end, we'll find out Anthony's favorite piece of gear for dog hunting. All right, man, let's dive in. What is your diet regimen? Like what, what kind of food are you feeding these dogs? They're high performance athletes. And I, I know you've put a lot of thought into this. So, so starting with the food first, what, what are you feeding your dogs? Yeah. So my kennel and my personal dogs all are eating uh Yukonubis performance brand 3020. Um, that 3020 is 30% protein, 20% fat. Um, it is a fantastic food. Um, I think that for me, the reason that I chose Yukonuba uh, and why I feed Yukonuba is a couple main reasons. Um, number one, I noticed an immediate difference with their coat and their skin, which is a huge problem for a lot of bird dog owners because we are either outdoor kennels and they're on concrete and around dust a lot or always in the field. Um, kicking dirt and, and getting after birds. Um, they just can develop a lot of easy skin issues. Yukonuba has been fantastic for that. Um, adversely, the other thing that I noticed about Yukonuba is I was feeding about a less cup of Yukonuba than I was my previous brand to achieve the same amount of body results, uh, muscle-wise, cardio, all of those things that we're looking for. Um, dogs just really have a really great frame. So what we do is, is most of my dogs in my kennel, in my training program right now, are getting three cups of food one time a day and floated with water. And this is the key that a lot of people may or may not know is the water. So number one, let's say that we're traveling. There's a lot of dogs that don't want to eat a lot or drink a lot on traveling because they get yeah. nervous or anxious, right? How are we going to get water in our dogs when essentially they're triathletes, right? These are long distance athletes, but he's upland dogs. Um, adversely, we've been hunting our rears off. Did we get enough hydration in them? with our squirt bottles. Think about how much water is actually going in their mouth to how much is actually mm -hmm. falling out on the ground when we're in the field, right? Um, as, as a trainer and as a gun dog owner myself, I really want to make sure my dogs are hydrated um, so I can get an extra three or four cups of water in them just by filling their water like cereal, their food like cereal. So that's what I want you guys to do. Fill that sucker with water until you see that food float. They'll go through it. Also, for people who have young dogs or dogs that eat fast, if you fill it with water, it forces that dog to slow down because they have to swallow the water instead of just inhaling the food. Um, so it works It works for two tricks. Awesome hydration slows dogs down. Do, do you do any kind of supplementation in addition to the food, or is it strictly those three meals? You know, during, um, during hunting season, I probably increase a lot of my bird dogs an extra cup, usually okay. four cups a day. Um, if I get up to four cups, I probably want to feed twice a day if possible. Um, it's just a lot for the small and large intestine to process from an absorption standpoint. When we start feeding four or more cups, um, basically you have like four hours for that food to be absorbed by the time it works through a dog system. Are we getting enough of the proteins and the fats and all the things that we need to make sure our dogs are healthy? Um, so if we're up at four or five cups, I'd like to feed twice a day. But if we can keep it at between three and three and a half, once a day is fantastic. But Okay. Um, a raw egg, a raw egg never hurts either during hunting season, you know, a good treat dog worked his rear off, give him a raw egg and that food and, and an attaboy. Never done that. That's a good tip. All right. So we got the food taken care of and I'm curious, what are the ways that you're keeping your dogs in shape and what training devices are you using? Yeah, absolutely. So um, at the kennel, we have two days of conditioning a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, and the dogs do a minimum of six miles to start the day. Um, you know, when we're, when we're doing these upland hunts, so September 1st opener, sharp tail, you can imagine that the dogs are probably going to do anywhere from 15 to 25 miles a day on the low end. Some dogs and some hunts, we get up into the 35, 40 miles a day. That's crazy. Um, so conditioning is a huge part, right? So 
when people see dogs that have ribs, they're like, oh my gosh, your dog is so skinny, you should feed it more. But you know, I, I often rebut with the Lance Armstrongs. Those are triathletes. They are meant to be lean, not have a lot of muscle mass. We would be doing them an injustice if we overfed them and also if we didn't condition them. So um, I like to do five to six miles a day if you can, four or five days a week. Obviously owning a kennel, I have the luxury of being able to have the time to do that. I know that's hard for a lot of people. Um, get on a bicycle and have your dog drag you. They make harnesses, tie it to your bike. Um, but just a standard walk is not going to be enough to condition those dogs. So, if, hey, guys, if we can get four, four to six miles a day, some way, shape, or form, let's do that. Um, to keep track of my dogs where I run them out in the country, um, I do a lot of horseback conditioning. So I'll gra grab a horse and five dogs. Um, how do you keep track of five dogs, somebody might say. Um, I run the Garmin Alpha 100. It is a track and train combo. So it will GPS these dogs up to 15 miles. And it also allows me to apply stimulation. Let's say a dog's high tailing it after a herd of deer and I give them that tone button for recall and they don't want to quite turn. I can give them a couple low level shocks paired with the tone button, turn them back to me and we can continue back conditioning the way we were. So um, that Garmin Alpha 100 is a must for big Western country hunting the way that we do um, and for conditioning dogs. And then adversely, I also use um, a DT system. Um, DT Collars has um, this H20 1820 plus. Um, it's a very basic and affordable unit for the, the average bird dog guy. If he's not hardcore and doesn't want to spend $1,000 on the Garmin Alpha setup, um, it's just the standard. It's got a momentary and a continuous and a vibrate. Um, very easy and basic stuff for you to even do just like general obedience with. So I really like this DT 1820 as well. Okay, so so that very thoroughly covers your training. Uh, I, I believe you use a different system when you hunt. Can you talk through the system that you're using when you're actually hunting with the dogs? Yeah, yeah. So the the Alpha 100 is also what I use. When okay. I hunt. Most of the time, right now, I'm using the DT system 1820 for my training. Um, but because I live on 80 acres and I'm surrounded by open land. Um, I just try to get into the habit of if a dog leaves its kennel, it has a GPS on it yep. because I do have antelope and deer and rabbit and dogs will be dogs sometimes. Um, so it's important that we can keep track of where those dogs go. Yeah, um, kind of mentioning taking care of your dogs. I know something when you and I first talked about that, that you were really adamant about making sure we had some time for was safety. So safety for your dogs is paramount. What, what, you know, hunting, uh, hunting dog first aid kit are you using? And really what are some of the most important items to consider in that kit? So if someone didn't yeah. get that exact kit, what are the items they should consider? So I actually don't have a kit. <laughs> um, I have a DIY kit because there is no kit on the market that I've found that really gives me the things that I'm looking for. Um, so I use some military items like blood clotting gauze, which I can talk about here in a second, but they're just a lot of things that I put together. So I think what's going to work best is I've got everything just kind of laid out. I'm just going to kind of rip yeah, through a few things fire. that I think everybody should have. Yep. Okay. Number one, first and foremost, in my opinion, is the scariest thing that can happen to a dog in a field is lacerations, barbed wire, um, an old metal panel in the middle of a field that's covered in grass, dog rips through it. That is the scariest thing that happens to all of our dogs with lacerations. Something as simple as this field stapler. Everybody should keep a field stapler with them at all times. You don't have to have it in your pack in the middle of the field because you're going to have to clean it up before you staple it. Unless obviously we're, we're really bleeding out. That's where our blood clotting gauze comes in. We're going to staple it and get to the vet immediately. Field stapler. Got to have it, guys. Make sure you do it. I've said it two times. Let's just talk about it. The blood clotting gauze is an absolute must, right? Because if a dog's cut open 
and it's bleeding and we're six, seven, eight miles deep. Like some of us hunt out West chucker hunting at, at 10, you know, eight, 10,000 feet. It's going to take you an hour or so to get down. We've got to be able to stop blood. That's both humans and dogs alike guys. Um, you can get it on Amazon. You can go to any military surplus store. They all have it. Blood clotting gauze. I mean, I'm talking about it coagulates blood as fast as you can believe. Huge product that I believe in. Um, some skin and wound care while we're on it. This product here is called Veteracin. Great for dogs, great for humans, great for horses. Um, it cleans it, it, it makes it moist and protects it. Um, and it sets the stage basically for optimal healing. So a common misconception of cleaning wounds is using hydrogen peroxide and such. And, and it actually is terrible because we're killing all of the bacteria, mm. good and bad. And you've got to have bacteria in order to have scabs for regrowth and for things to heal. So every time that when we were kids and our parents kept pouring alcohol or hydrogen peroxide on our strawberries on our knees, they're actually doing us a disservice, which is why <laughs> our knees are still scarred because they never got the right bacteria. To Can do you it. hold that product back up? I didn't. I didn't yeah, get... yeah. Sorry. Okay. Veterans no, it's cool. It okay, cool. A little bottle, spray bottle. It's this little blue stuff. Um, let's say um, you get like allergic to something or poison oak or poison ivy. Humans, man, this stuff will knock an itch out immediately also. Okay, so I love this stuff. Um, a lot of good old boys believe in super glue for healing wounds. I'm not a good old boy, but I've done it plenty of times and it works fantastic. I ended up finding a product right here. It's called EMT gel. Emily, Mike, Terry, EMT gel. EMT gel essentially is super glue with neosporin and other healing properties. So it's a natural hydrosylate of collagen is the technical term. But basically what it does is it's complete wound care. So you fill a wound in it, barbed wire, um, a dog hit a stick and gouged themselves, um, busted a nail in half. You put this on there. It's going to heal the wound under it, but it's going to harden like super glue. So it's going to protect the dog from the element still. And if you're, you know, you're one of the hardcores and it's Friday and you're hunting till Sunday, you might have to throw some EMT gel on it and, <laughs> and sack up old son. Um, so that's, you know, ENT gel guys, I can't, I'm, this is, this is one of the top ones. This is it. If, everything I've talked about, blood clotting gauze, EMT gel. Um, here's another one that is fantastic. This is called Musher's Secret. Okay. Um, I've only found it online. This is made for dogs in the Iditarod originally. So Musher's Secret basically protects the paws and the pads from extreme cold and extreme desert heat when you're hunting in September, early quail and things like we do. So it's, um, it's a wax, it's like a, a white wax based product. You just use your fingers and you put it all over the dog's pads and in between their toes. When you put it in between their toes and on their fur, it doesn't allow snow to get ice and clumped oh. up. It will not let snow ice up in their pads and get hard and solid and uncomfortable for them. And it also, people have their dogs blow pads on concrete or hunting on rocks. And they're like, man, my dog's pads are ruined. What do I do? Much for secret. This is one of those preemptive, proactive instead of reactive products. So leading into September, this entire month, my dogs get this on their paws every morning. Treats their paws, conditions their pads, makes them tough and hard, seals the cracks, huge product for, for foot maintenance for dogs. Are you putting Mushroom that on once secret. a hunt? Like once per day, you said in the morning. In the morning, yeah. in the morning. So like, let's say, um, you're driving to your location, put it on the dog's feet before you put them in the dog box. They might lick it. It's okay. 
it's okay for them to lick it. They're not going to ingest enough to get them sick. They made the product safe for that reason, obviously. Um, but I do it in the mornings. And then if I do a double hunt, sometimes I'll, I'll throw some on the afternoon before the evening hunt. Okay. Um, awesome product. Awesome, awesome product. Why we're on dog's feet. Um, I, there, there are, there are these boots. They're called Lewis boots. They're the most expensive that you can buy for a dog. Um, they work well. I'm blue collar DIY all the way, brother. So <laughs> I make my own dog boots out of motorcycle inner tube tires. Oh, okay. um, there's a couple videos on this on YouTube. This is huge. Dogs that are hunting desert, a lot of choyo cactus, um, a lot of goat heads, the guys that are doing a lot of the desert stuff. Um, they make these heavy duty inner cycle, motorcycle inner tubes um, that you just literally cut, make a fold in it. This goes over the back slides in you tape around it you leave it open so their toes and their pads yeah. can get out um i've got a youtube video and as a matter of fact um, i've got it on my instagram page as well if, um, of me if, making if you can send me that these. youtube video we'll, we'll link to it in this video too yeah brother i will absolutely um and then i think maybe this is probably more on the extreme end of things um i keep an iv um i keep an iv bag and everything with me for multiple reasons um, overheating, number one, dog overheats, and I need to get some fluids in the dog or a buddy. Um, it's huge to have at the truck, something to do. Also, um, if your dog is bit by a snake and you are far away and you got to go to the vet or what have you, the number one thing the vet is going to do when they get there is they're going to put your dog on fluids. We have got to get fluids pumping through that dog to help the heart and the liver and all the things that, the, that have to process the poison. Um, so if you are a bird hunter in early season and snakes is a possibility, um, it's not hard to, to put a needle into, to a vein and get some fluids into your dog or into a buddy if, if that situation comes. And then all the obvious stuff, some self-sticking pre-wrap, athletic tape, um, a good pair of forceps. Um, I do keep a needle on me if I need to drain some sort of abscess or something of that nature. Um, but other than that, that's what was the product that, that you moved to your side? Um, this is actually, this is just what I keep. Oh no, you had like a bottle or something though. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. This is actually, um, my favorite product for cleaning my kennel, dog bowls, water bowls, um, to keep kennels clean. It's safe for horses, safe for animals. It's called Odoban. Um, it's made from natural products, eucalyptus and all sorts of other things. It kills like bleach, but is safe for, uh, dogs ingestion okay. if they so happen to get some Odoban is my favorite kennel cleaning product, which we do every Fridays at my kennel. Concrete, walls, dishes, everything. Locks, Otoban. That's that's what I use there. Okay. Did we get through your entire kit? Uh, we got through the majority of the things that matter for my, okay. my uh, okay. kit. Yes, sir. All right. So that was rapid fire. And I, I like to end every uh, Gearbox Talk episode with just asking and talking a little bit about your favorite piece of gear as it relates to dog training or dog hunting. Yeah, sure. Uh, my favorite piece of gear, other than the dog, obviously, they take precedence, <laughs> number one. Uh, number two has got to be my weapon of choice, which I'm harvesting for the dogs. Um, I have fallen in love with my CZ Sharptail in a 16-gauge. It's a side-by-side -side, uh, made by CZ. It's built on a 12-gauge format. Um, it is a bit heavier than I'm used to, um, but in return has made my follow-through a lot easier. So, heavier gun your barrel speed is going to be a little bit slower because you're not used to having to push it so you got to push that barrel speed up but once you've got your barrel speed down it's an absolute effortless follow-through um and then the only other product that i would say that i like that's my favorite for dog training is um the dt launchers 
um, DT launchers. It's the Bird Launcher 500 series. And it's what I use. It, it goes on a remote that you can have up to 16 launchers on one remote. That's what I put the pigeons in for all the training so that we can have a very controlled time scenario. So with the pigeons and the DT launcher combined, um, it truly makes training possible. Um, and then I got one more cause I got a few, the last <laughs> one, man, um, and a personal friend of mine, this is, um, Sage and breaker. Um, this is a Sage and breaker gun cleaning kit. This is great. Wives, ladies that are listening, listen up. This is the gift that your man <laughs> wants. Um, it is an awesome gun cleaning kit, wax canvas on the outside, beautiful yes, gun beautiful cleaning bag. mat on the inside, man. Um, he's got his own products called clean lube and protect for his, um, for all your gun cleaning stuff. It's got picks with it. Um, all the Sage and Breaker stuff. You can't have a gun that shoots if you don't take care of it. Um, you got to take care of your stuff. Sage and Breaker is the way that I do it. Awesome. That's a, that looks like a killer kit. I love the, uh, love the, the, the bag itself there too. For, um, dude, this was yeah, awesome. Like, and I got to say, if anybody's curious, we had an awesome discussion on the pigeons. So you got to check out the restless native with Anthony. If you, uh, that, I think that'll be airing the week after, uh, I'm trying to get, yeah, I think the a week or two after. So if you're following our YouTube page, you'll see it when it comes out or you can follow the restless native podcast, uh, link and, and subscribe and you'll get it when it comes out. Well, dude, this was awesome. Thanks for doing this. I I've enjoyed both of the shows. I've gotten to record with you and i really appreciate your time absolutely brother tell, man I'm, I'm, I'm tell people where they can find you i forgot that real yes, quick sir. where yeah, people can sure. connect um, with you hit my website um i've got some clothing and some hats and stuff on there i've got new clothing coming all my dog training stuff that's uh, fetching-feathers.com um and then you can find my personal page on instagram more of my personal adventures and stories um you can get to know my personal dog smoke fuego and rain and then my little my little new pup rowdy um he's on fetching underscore feathers and then my kennel page is fetching underscore feathers underscore the kennel. Check me out, guys. Uh, all dogs, all God, all good stuff. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time today. Awesome, man. Have a good day. All right. Take care. Thank you, Anthony, man. What a what an awesome show. I really was impressed with the dude's breakdown of his survival kit. I thought that was amazing uh, how much thought's gone into that. Remember, all gear mentioned in the show is in the show notes, so if you saw something you want to buy, we've got links to it in the show notes. And if, if we get a commission, because we do get commissions out of some of the stuff you guys buy, uh, if we get a commission out of said links, we'll be donating that to Raise Them Outdoors. We're going to donate a portion of our proceeds to Raise Them Outdoors, which is a camp that teaches kids to hunt, fish, hike, and camp. What's better than that? All right, if you have feedback... Also, drop that in the comments. I'd really appreciate that. You can tag me when you log in on Go Out if that's your thing too. And I'm always looking for feedback on what we can do better, who we should have on next. And that's actually how I found Anthony in the first place. Somebody said, hey, you guys, pheasant season's coming. You got to get Anthony on there to talk about hunting with dogs. And I said, all right, let's do it. And we, we introduced ourselves to Anthony and he was glad to come on. So I do mean it when I say leave feedback. I'm always reading through the comments, reading through the, the logs on Go Out. I love it. It's, it's I, I absolutely love hearing the feedback and how you all like the shows. Just a reminder this show was brought to you by go wild and i hope to see you there you can hit the link in the in the show notes or you can hit download gowild.com to join us that's all i'm gonna say about that for today if you like this conversation with anthony though one more one more thing to know about subscribing if you subscribe to the youtube you'll get it if, if you're on podcast find the restless native podcast it's my other show anthony came on it's a full conversation about how his kennel came to be it's a fascinating conversation this dude's got a heck of a backstory and i was honestly i enjoyed maybe the restless native more than the gear even here in the gear because the guy's got such a tremendous story on how he came to own this kennel it's amazing i hope you guys will subscribe but that's it for me today i'm out <laughs>